Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. What are you doing to celebrate the season, Jordan? Um, The spring season? May? May? Loquat season, Jordan. Get with the program. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I, I didn't write it down. Walk down one street, Jordan. For once in your life, walk one block down one street. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to walk down one block. Who knows oh no. what could happen? Does baby need a binky? <laughs> need a binky. Binky doesn't make me walk one block. Binky doesn't make me. I'm going to go it's live with Binky. It's <laughs> Jesse and I live together. I don't know if we... Yeah. This never comes up on the show, but... And Jordan's uh, divorce attorney has very unusual strategies. <laughs> I... There are more loquats. First of all, do you think... Does our audience know what a loquat is called? I think it's also called a Japanese plum or something like that. Do you know what a loquat is, Jordan? Uh, I, yeah, I can, I can kind of picture it. A kumquat is a, I mean, when it comes to quats, I'm all about to come. <laughs> if we're talking quats, your boy's going to come. Young, dumb, and full of kumquats. <laughs> My favorite uh, line a, for point break. A kumquat is like a small, terrible tangerine. Sure. Is like if a tangerine a little, was a little citrus, yeah, much smaller and much worse. Hmm. Like it tasted not inedibly bad, but not far from it's, it. It's basically coasting on the fact that it's got a great name, exactly. Like a, that, a lake thousand, tit, well, like that, Lake Titty Caca. Let's actually terrible lake, awful lake, but it's called Titty Caca, so everybody wants to go. You yeah. know, I got dunked in Titty Caca. More anyway. like Lake Inferior. So, okay, hold on. I was having fun, but you just got mean. <laughs> a loquat. You're toxic, Jesse. You're a toxic lo- fan. <laughs> You're a toxic lake fan. Looks a little bit like a like a half size apricot. Okay. Or like half an apricot, half a guava. Mm-hmm. It's a little guava shaped, but apricot colored. Sort of a small and here in Southern California, where, as our friend Nick Adams loves to point out, we live in a wonderland of free and available fruit, <laughs> where just fruit is, because we've leveled in so many fruit orchards of various kinds to build our city, you know, there are miscellaneous fruit trees a- across our great city. My neighbor has a loquat tree. I don't know how anyone could ever eat as many loquats as are on a loquat tree. I have another neighbor a block away who I saw out in his front yard just cutting boughs off of his loquat tree to pile them in the street in case anyone wanted them. <laughs> these are these are they're fruitful trees it sounds like. But the problem is Jordan Loquats are awful. So all so, quats. So you're saying all, anything with the quat suffix is bad. This is what happened. So if you post something on social media, what do you do about loquats? There's too many loquats, mm-hmm. right? 
It's a low quad population. If people don't crisis. know it's a fruit, they think you're being racist. Yeah. This <laughs> guy took a hard right turn. <laughs> Apparently, this is a slur for the Portuguese. Um, I dates back I, to the early 1900s. Yeah. I, uh, I you will find that you can make like a shrub the drink kind of shrub or you can make like a jam out of loquats okay but the reality is this jordan you can make a jam out of any fucking thing if you boil yeah. it enough and add enough sugar anything's a jam right and if you, know? you can, if you can start with a a fruit that's you know delicious on its own it's probably going to be a better jam than this loquat that you got to gussy up the amount of fucking seeds you would have to put in skin, you would have to strain out of this loquat soup to make it into a jam. And at the end, it's loquat jam. No one wants it. Mm-hmm. No one even wants your fucking homemade marmalade. They just want to go to the store, get some smuckers, and call it a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you, man. It's fucking loquat. Who's planting loquats? I don't, somebody. Maybe they're just kind of. It seems like maybe they're planting themselves, you know, just they're so, you know, they're so abundant that those, they're, they're certainly planting around. themselves in my driveway. I'll tell you that right now. Oh my gosh. Gross are they, brown splotches. Are they attracting animals? Like it seems like something that, or do the animals not even want them? I don't know. What animal do you think eats a loquat? Probably an ostrich. Maybe an ostrich. Yeah. It's my best guess. I can't say that for sure. I haven't observed any. <laughs> Fucking ostriches in the yard again. <laughs> Chase them off with a broom, and then they kick you to death. <laughs> that one sharp toe in the middle. Oh, yeah. They get you with that. Oh, man. <laughs> Billy got eviscerated by an ostrich again. <laughs> well, they were in the trash. You tried to chase them off. <laughs> get back inside. Get back inside, Billy. Fucking Billy. Jeez, how many abdominal surgeries do you want to have to get? <laughs> Reconstituting your abdomen. You could just put, like, a, an orange tree. Sure. There's too many. Like, I'm not going to tell you there aren't too many oranges on an orange tree. There are. I guess, you know, with a lemon, too, nobody's biting into a lemon, but it's a useful fruit. You can use yeah. it for cooking, eggs. If you, if, you got a, if you got a lemon tree in your yard, mm-hmm. great news. Whenever you need a lemon, you just go out in the yard and grab it. Grab one. a lemon. Get zest yourself up, one of those finger. whatever. Need to have Get something yourself- that needs zest. Get yourself one of those finger poles. You yeah. know what I'm talking about oh, with a yeah. little basket. Those are fun. You can those are fun. You can pull them down. Bring them down to the neighborhood food pantry. You know what I mean. You got a casual food pantry. Pick a bunch of lemons. Pick a bag full of lemons. Bring them down there. Some little old ladies are going to love those lemons. They're going to make lemonade. What What happens if you bring a big bag full of loquats down to the neighborhood food pantry? Those little tell babies you what, are going to kick you to death like an ostrich. Exactly. They have, have those, a lot one, of trouble long with, claw. <laughs> a lot of trouble with ostriches is the first thing that's going to fucking happen. Right. I don't know why I'm so mad at these loquats. It's just there's so many of them and no one wants be mad any at, of them. Gotta be mad at something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, how can I deliver my signature rants? <laughs> right. <laughs> And Andy Rooney didn't go on 60 Minutes every night saying, things are great. <laughs> It's me, no, Andy Rooney. No I like here. kumquats. <laughs> I like how they're like little bitter oranges. Mm-hmm. I love my friend's bad jams. You know what they're good for? 
quats? We're we talking, still talking low quats. We're talking about quats in general. Yeah. Backyard baseball. Okay. That's the one. Hit the one of those with a baseball bat into your neighbor's yard. That's how you know you're living. Right. That your neighbor will yell at you. That was my experience, but but you know you've earned it. You've had some fun. That's right. The crack of the bat. I mean, the crack of the bat. The crack of the bat. The spray of the quat. <laughs> that's Sorry about America. My wedding that's night. my America. Talk about my wedding night. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just complaining about fruit. Fuck it. You know. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Might as well just complain about local fruits. Uh, our guest on the program. Is one of the hosts of Maximum Fun's own Maximum Film, Drea Clark. Hi, Drea. How are you? I want you to know I've just been sitting back here with an Andy Rooney, just primed and ready to throw into this conversation, and then Jordan Morris let one rip without me. Sorry, just, beat you, no, I beat I you to like the we're, Rooney. <laughs> we're all on the same. You're not the first. You won't be the last. Um, I'm so happy to be here. One of my favorite vibes you guys give out is old man yells at clouds. And so to just be here right ooh, when it's at its most potent. Right. We we are the podcast version of many popular memes. Yes. I'm going to coast on that. So thrilled. Sometimes like Drake, we look away from something and then sometimes we'll look at look at it like, oh, yeah. Hold on, Jordan. I'm disappearing into the corn. (laughs) I, Sorry to be Simpsons guy here, but it's not corn. It's Flanders bushes. Ah, oh, yes. Correct sorry. him. That's even better than yelling at the clouds. Yeah, this is yeah, this is my my correcting that Simpsons meme makes me a different Simpsons meme. Yes. Yeah. A meme semantic. Mm-hmm. We support. I appreciate it. I always sure. wondered what, what Homer was doing in Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make a ton of sense. He, he built it. He was wondering no, if someone was going to come. Yeah. Ray Liotta's gained a lot of weight, I said to myself. <laughs> Ray Liotta's now a different level of dimensions. Yeah. And he died recently? Yes. Yeah. Okay. R.I.P. to a legend. Disappeared into the corn of existence. Shoeless yep. Joe. Shoeless Joe. Shoeless Joe. He uh, wasn't actually Shoeless Joe, though. He wasn't he? Wasn't he? No, no. Shoeless Joe was the doctor. No, wait. Shoeless Joe was a different guy. And Ray Liotta was Costner's dad. And oh, the doctor you're right. yep, 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 is Moonlight yep. Graham. Absolutely. Yep. Been a while since Costner has cranked out a baseball movie. Didn't I'd love seem- to see another. I'd, let's spend, yeah. let's spend that cup. capital. No, Tin Cup is a That's a golf, golf? movie. Yeah. Spend the capital from Yosemite on baseball movies. I think Yellowstone, yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. He's making a big ass western. That's why he's leaving Yellowstone. But yeah, really? it seems like yeah, yeah. It seems like there's two, there's three Costners. Each within us all, there are three Costners. <laughs> <laughs> two wolves, three Costners, and they do not get along. Yeah. Um, there. You know, you got Western Costner. Yeah. Right. Open, Open Range is one of my favorite films. Yeah. Great movie. You got Baseball Costner. And then you have a sci-fi fiasco. (laughs) We've been getting a lot of Western Costner lately. Anybody see Let Him Go? That's maybe a... Anyway, great movie. Great Western Costner. 
Um, but yeah, now it's. I think it's either because he's wrapping up this this Yellowstone. The if by or Yosemite the way, is the Yosemite. Kids call it. Yosemite, some call it. Yeah. By the way, Jellystone. Yeah, <laughs> Jellystone. Um, yeah, we have Costner's always after picnic baskets. <laughs> <laughs> But in a kind of a world-weary way. Like he's sure. a man who's stolen, stolen too many picnic baskets and it's taken its toll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you steal a picnic basket, a little bit of your soul leaves. Can I just say one thing, Jordan? I'm, right. This is related to both Costner and what you were yeah. saying before. I think we've been letting the Grand Tetons slide for too long. Wow. Based on their <laughs> fun name. Thank you, yes. And hey... Is there a more overrated bird than the titmouse? <laughs> no. It's coasting on that name. Big deal. Tweet, tweet. When I was growing up in the basement, there was a poster from my dad's college days that said, Ski the Grand Tetons. And it was like a skier going down cleavage of big boots. Hell yeah. Big Your boobs. dad sounds great. Dick Clark. Yeah, one of a kind, but not one of a name. But he, the, that poster is embedded in my head. I don't think I've thought of it for like 40 years. <laughs> Did your dad to, have like a dad basement with like, no, you know, it was hidden. Stuff? It was a hidden poster. And I'm pretty sure when I mentioned it, never seen again. Like it was like oh. in things in the crawl space. And he's like, no, those days are behind me. He's no longer that guy. He's a, you know, distant cycling guy. I Michael, went to my most middle-aged men of that. I time. went to my childhood best buddies pete's wedding recently in new orleans had a long conversation with his older brother uh, his last name is frauenfelder swiss last name i guess and uh, they had a big beer poster in their den that was uh, an endorsement from the swiss family frauenfelder i was just so fucking jealous i didn't have a <laughs> right? beer family yeah you're, I'm a Clark. Yeah, I'm next. Thorne and Morris, you guys get it. There's nothing exciting here. You got a solid bar. I do have a solid. There's the bar. Nobody likes a Clark bar. <laughs> Clark bar, you would be so furious. You'd be like, just give me a loquat. What is this shit? Get out of here. Dump some nougat on a loquat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, I guess I don't know what's in a Clark bar off the dome. It's a peanut butter bar, isn't it? Okay, That's I good. have to say, as a Clark who does not get any of the, uh, you know, payoff Drea, of the Clark bar, not trying. Are you really here to talk down about the first American combination candy bar to achieve nationwide success? So I brought you here today so that I can talk down about the first American candy bar that achieved any. I'm so glad that we're finally getting to the agenda item I really wanted to bullet point. Thank it's you. It's spun taffy surrounded by peanut butter. Honestly, this Clark bar looks pretty oh, good. I can, yeah, now that you say the spun taffy thing, I can imagine. I think I've had some Clark bars in my day, and I think I like them. I it's don't like bar. any of those words together. You, you hate spun taffy? Right. Get out of here. Yeah, I wonder if it's if spun taffy is different than pulled taffy. Because you usually I think, think spun about taffy. taffy I'm looking at the picture. It looks lighter. Okay. Pulled taffy is like that stuff that you can watch and make on a boardwalk, right? Where they're just like, watch all, watch all, like the big old mm-hmm. armfuls of candy. Yes. You know, the, that classic taffy making noise. Watch all, watch, watch all. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We all know the watch all of the taffy machine, symbolizing the beginning of summer. I'm in for a case of Clark bars. You want to go half with Clark. me, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Sounds good a, to me. I'll take a gross. Um, Can I return to... One of our beloved topics. 
I would love to return to one of your beloved, one of our beloved topics. It's maybe actually encompasses two of our beloved topics. Oh. Um, just to kind of reset here for new folks, folks who are occasional listeners, uh, Andrea, maybe for you, maybe you have some thoughts on this. Jesse and I, I don't know if we coined this or not, but we definitely, we definitely are fans of the. We rule. sexualized it. We sexualized <laughs> it. <laughs> we were the first ones to crank off to this concept. <laughs> People said couldn't be done, <laughs> but we cranked. Um, we Jesse and I are big fans of the etiquette rule. If you think someone looks like a celebrity, don't tell them that unless that celebrity is famous for being good looking. A hundred percent. It doesn't have to be the only thing that they're famous for. Sure. But it has to be something that they are specifically famous for. So that it's an inherent compliment for you to say. So like uh, uh, I met Paul Dano once. He was on Bullseye once years ago. And he's very handsome. Very arrestingly handsome man. I would never say to somebody, you look like Paul Dano. Paul Dano, not famous sure. for being right. handsome. He plays more character-y type roles, you know. And, and you know, I think the characters he plays are supposed to be kind of weirdo, wacky outsiders. You will get back to you. Well, I think Steve Buscemi is attractive, as though you have suggested Steve Buscemi <laughs> isn't attractive. And it's not about whether he is or isn't. He's amazing. Yeah. He's a brilliant genius who's aesthetically arresting, and you may or may not be into that, but certainly his arresting quality is part of his extraordinary gifts. I won't deny any of that. Not famous for being handsome, so don't tell somebody that they look like him. Yes. Don't tell somebody they look like me and Jordan. Yeah, oh, God, no. We're, we're extraordinarily handsome, but I the think audience has, at home can't tell. That has two problems. One, well, the first one is they probably won't know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then two, you know, our actual looks. Yeah. Uh, no, Dre- our looks are great, Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. We have incredible looks. It's just that we're famous for being... Hilarious. Sure. <laughs> yes. That it's, it's, it's that it's not the top of the list, but it's right. certainly on the right. list. Yeah. Right. Dre, do you have somebody you've gotten throughout your life? Um, I don't. Well, when I first moved out here, I'm Midwestern. I'm from Minnesota. And my accents tampered down a bit, although it is my easiest way when I'm tired or if I think I'm being funny. I'm not being funny, but when I think I'm being funny, I'll do a Minnesota accent. But when I first moved out here... Um, in my youth, I got Joan Cusack a fair amount, which I got more of a vibe thing than like uh, direct. Oh, you definitely resemble sure. this woman. Um, and I'll tell you, though, that the highest compliment anyone ever gave me is a filmmaker at a film festival one time told me that um, I uh, I reminded them of like, again, more of a vibe thing of Jenna Rollins. And I was like, what's that? Oh, Internationally handsome actress Jenna Rollins. <laughs> I guess I don't know who Jenna Rollins is off the dome. Uh, she's married to John Cassavetes, woman under the influence. Like she's, you would know who she, uh, the older woman in the Notebook. This is really, this is the kind of thing that you should focus on telling people at film festivals. We're going to uh, need a separate right. 
We're going to need a separate category specifically for cocktail parties at film festivals. If you're things you can say, if you are talking to someone and Elvis Mitchell is standing there. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I guess in that situation, you look like Jim Jarmusch is a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) That's, I mean, Jim Jarmusch, that's always a compliment for sure. There's Um, a few different situations where, I mean, I would say any Talking Heads concert, REM concert, you can tell people they look like Jim Jarmusch. Right. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good litmus of the kind of social activities I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, Jim, if I call someone Jim Jarmusch there, will they be uh, pleased or Mm -hmm. clueless? I'm going to the pleased one. Yeah. Sign me Uh, up. Dre, I just, I want to take a quick detour into your, your accent that comes out. Um, oh yeah. I don't I guess I don't know if you drink or not, but I feel like I hear from people that like, oh, my accent that I kind of got rid of comes out when I drink. Is that something you find to be true? I don't drink a ton. I'm I'm just naturally real square. It's it's not like a, a judgment call or anything. Just I have the palate of a kindergartner, so it's more that. But it it definitely does. But I regularly and I so I do it kind of subconsciously, but to like a punctuate something funny. I'm like, oh yeah, Yo, Chad, Jordan, you gotta be kidding me with that. Like, I find that very funny, but I've done I that. I like it, me too. Thank you. I did my junior year of college. I went to, I was in studying in England and was traveling and I went to Ireland it's, or no, I was in England and I did like the Minnesota punctuation and someone was like, that is the worst Irish accent I've ever heard. <laughs> and I've questioned my, uh, I was like, oh, no. That's the accent? Oh, You're come like, on, oh, no, guys. this is oh, a horrible no. Norwegian accent. Exactly. You sit down. You have a nice Oh, hot-ish. Danny boy there. <laughs> exactly. Boy. Well, it's really, and I've been gone for so long that my own Minnesota accent has actually turned into like Maria Bamford doing a Minnesota accent. <laughs> like Maria Bamford meets Rose Nyland from the Golden Girls. It's a, it's a, for me, a highly comedic sweet spot. Just the Maria Bamford, Rose Nyland. Uh, my stepmother is from Belfast in Northern Ireland, but she moved to... She moved to first France and then the United States as like a teenager, as a 16, 17-year-old. And so she doesn't really have a strong accent, except if she's pissed off at you, at which point fucking no holds barred, all just, you feckin' something, something. <laughs> Feckin's my favorite. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. She goes full dairy girls. <laughs> fucking get your fucking your being fucking father one the, being yelled at by one of the bad sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm experiencing a new wave of you look like. This uh, is because you grew a big handsome beard. I grew a beard, and for the for the listener at home, I don't casually describe Jordan's beard as handsome. There is universal agreement that Jordan is zaddy. It's, I'm not, I haven't said it. Some yeah. have said it. I'm not saying it. I'll back you up. Right. Thank you. I'll back that up. Yeah. I Thanks, appreciate Jared. it. And yeah, so reaction to the beard has been pretty positive and I'm enjoying it. But it is inviting a new wave of here's who I think you look like from. People on the street, strangers in the comments, that kind of thing. Now, mostly my experience, Jordan, has been 
that anytime I have changed my facial hair mm-hmm. in any various direction, people just tell me that I look like a molester. Just it doesn't matter what change I've done to my hair. Jesse. Grow a mustache, grow a beard, great shave off the mustache, shave off the beard. I think you you don't get the Pringles guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's never molested anyone. (laughs) Well. Oh, oh no. Well. Oh no. (laughs) Let's just say he's got a really good lawyer. Okay. (laughs) Um so. Uh, you know, uh, will it, will I take a zaddy in the comments of my Insta? Absolutely. Love it. But I started getting Zach Galifianakis. You look oh, like Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Now. Now, let's, let's start with a stipulation here. Sure. Zach Galifianakis, a brilliant talent. And at least in my experience, from the time that the writer's office of his television show was in the same building as Max Fun HQ... One of the loveliest guys ever. Just yeah. the sweetest dude in the world and a level 10 comedy genius. Yeah. One of the best. Agreed. So, but, and, you know, something else we should we should say going into this. Is my skin too thin? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Am I a baby? Yeah. Jordan, no skin is too thin. <laughs> no such thing as too thin skin. Is that a, is that a challenge? <laughs> I can get upset about a lot of things. Hold on. Let me type some stuff into this Reddit search bar and see what I can drag <laughs> yeah. up. I was, uh, I was on a podcast the other day, and they released it to their feed, and I looked at my episode, and it was a lot shorter than the other episodes, and then I felt bad. I'm like, what? Did I not do a good enough job? <laughs> yeah. The other one's 50. Josh Gondelman was 50 minutes. God damn it. How come we're not on? Wait, a, wait, don't tell they me. They did a solid 15 more minutes with Gondelman than they did with me. Anyway, so yes, is my skin too thin? Yes, it is. I don't know why. So someone has recently, at least one someone, if not more than one someone's, has recently told you what they think is a compliment of, oh, you know that you look like Zach Galifianakis now. Yes. And then after you go cry in your crib or whatever appropriate (laughs) behavior you have. You go digging for your binky. Yeah, yeah, I go suck on binky in in my quib. Um, <laughs> Quib with a w. so has it ever been that then they are like they are immediately aware that you are not thrilled with that comparison? Is there a backpedaling? Is there a yeah, do you bite your thumb at them? Do you, you know, give them like slap them with your glove? What's the- <laughs> yes, that's why I, why I wear white linen gloves yeah. everywhere in case someone <laughs> tells me I look like someone and I can uh, swat them and challenge them to a duel. No, you know, I'm I'm kind of just not responding to 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 those sorts of comments just um, dropping the scrim across your face yeah just... <laughs> but so you know so i wasn't nuts about zach galifianakis and then i started getting jack black and i was shocked that my feeling about those comments was totally different Oh, interesting. Because I think, and this is something I sense in the culture, and let me know if y'all agree. I do think a lot of people are horny for Jack Black. Oh, I would French the shit out of both of those gentlemen. I'll say okay. that. Like, get me out. You're talking it. about French kissing? What? What's that? No, no. You don't know about Frenching the shit? No. Three spray mustard on someone. Yeah. 
Oh, you're talking about shit. It involves a white linen glove. (laughs) Um, No, I find all the fine intimacies do. Yeah, both Zach Galifianakis and Jack Black are empirically handsome to me. That that there's like above and beyond, uh, they have the things that you want. Of oh, that person looks like they would be fun to hang out with, and therefore are automatically better to make out with. Mm -hmm. I think that they're both handsome, but you're right. The difference is Jack Black is sexy. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a very, it's a thin line, right? Yeah, not, it's, it's, not every handsome person or at whatever level you right. want to call it conventional, not every attractive person is sexy. Not every sexy person is empirically attractive. Do Jack you think Black, that, I think, takes both. Do you think that it's possible that the difference is that a handsome person sings Normally, but a sexy person adds a lot of squibbity doo sense. <laughs> right. Squibbity. Yeah. yeah. Squap, squibbity, squap. Right. They, my... There's a lot more lunging in a sexy person, like mm-hmm. just a, a lunge, a performative mm-hmm. lunge, a casual lunge, a lot of hand motions right near their face mm-hmm. while they're singing and talking. Yeah, that's just built in. Bo Derek in known for that. Sure. Like Billy you Blanks. think of yeah, sexy <laughs> right. people across history are known for all of those things. The squibbity lunges, do lunge. Hand movements, yeah. yeah. saying squib I've never heard Billy Blanks sing, but I presume that he would add squibbity. Oh yeah. A based lot based on his propensity for yeah. lunges and hand movements. Yes. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like I want to like amend my my own rule in some way to allow for like yeah, there are some people who are more comedy character actor type people who do invite a certain horniness and for that and I guess I'm okay with that. I don't know. It's a it's a I, hard thing to put my finger on. No, You're growing I'm, really fast for a baby. I just want you to say no that like good for you. This I, watching this evolution yes. in real time as we've been talking, I lost my soft spot. My thumbnail <laughs> hardened up as we've been speaking. I want to express something here, though. Sure. And I think it's okay for me to say this, because I think that these both of these guys are, are wonderful examples here. Mm-hmm. I would be offended by being told I look like either of these men. Now... First of all, again, obviously, there's no the the thickness of my skin currently asymptotic to zero. Just it's approaching zero, <laughs> infinitely small numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great example for this reason. I think that both of those guys are good looking guys. And I think that there are plenty of people who are horny for both of them. Yeah. Agree. Either of them. Are they famous for being good looking? No. They're famous for their talent. Mm, okay. They're, of course they're good looking. They're in film and television. Sure. But they're not famous for being good looking. May I ask then, of celebrities who are working beyond just being models, if we take models out of the equation, who yeah. do you then think qualifies as... Famous for beautiful. Almost any dramatic film and television star. <laughs> like, if you're top-lining your- an American... Uh, no, I'm excluding British film and television here, obviously. 
<laughs> but if you're toplining an American dramatic film or television program, almost certainly you're famous for being good looking in part. In part, though, I mean, it's it, but it's fine. It's okay for it to be in part. The, sure, you but don't then, have like, to under exclusively. That is, does, does Benedict Cumberbatch fall under that? Okay, so that int- okay, Benedict great Cumberbatch point. is the is the is he is the real. He's the. <laughs> this is where things get sticky. Yeah, I think absolutely it's true. The, because we're all jacking line? off on it's the per- Benedict yes. Cumberbatch. <laughs> the Cumberbatch um, but I think like for Jack Black. I think Benedict Cumberpatch does play more charactery roles. He plays more eccentric weirdos. But but they're built, lead characters too. Yeah, they're leads, but also just kind of built into the the public idea of Benedict Cumberbatch is the fact that there are a lot of people who are horny for him. Yes. And I think there's that that did not that has not always been the case with Jack Black, but I think for whatever reason, and I maybe even his his kind of like social media presence has something to do with it because he does like run around in a speedo a lot in a way that is like both hilarious and kind of arousing. You know, like mm-hmm. it is a kind of an arousing confidence. You just described a speedo, my guy. Right, <laughs> hilarious and arousing. Yeah. Here's something about Benedict Cumberbatch that I think is what makes him such an edge case in this situation. Mm-hmm. I would say Benedict Cumberbatch is famous for being good looking. I think, I don't think that, well, I think people may want to get extra credit for finding Benedict Cumberbatch attractive, which can be a little exhausting. That's fair. That's fair. What you're saying. I do think that he's famous for being good looking. However, I would say if you said to me, if you if you gave me the choice to have someone say, you look like Jack Black or you look like Benedict Cumberbatch, I think I might pick Jack Black, which is because you hate the British. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is doing a high wire act. Uh-huh. The point of Benedict Cumberbatch's good looks is how weird looking can you be and still be conventionally handsome? <laughs> <laughs> like Benedict Cumberbatch has the face of a space alien, but it's a beautiful space alien. Yes. And when you are being compared to someone, the assumption is that you're a worse version of that person's looks. There's no... No one is no one is ever saying to us, you look like X celebrity who's less good looking than we are. Right. You know, that's never going to happen. So the problem is that if you take Benedict, Cum- Benedict Cumberbatch is a 10. But if you knock one point off him, he doesn't go to a nine. All of a sudden he's a two. Because because of the high wire act that he is working. Fascinating. All of a sudden, he is someone that that like jumps out at you from behind a corner in Victorian England. Like from a from a smelly garbage. Sure. He's just been in an opium den. (laughs) He has one of those plague doctor um hook masks in his hand that he's just taken off. Truly. If you take Benedict Cumberbatch, who again 
is gorgeous and deservedly famous for his good looks. You take him down one or two, and he has to cover his face with a half mask. (laughs) And that's why I don't want to be compared to him, because the presumption is that I'm less good looking than him. I know I'm not as good looking. I know I'm not as good looking as Benedict Cumberbatch. But if I'm a slightly worse looking version of Benedict, like, let's say Jack Black is an eight or a nine or something. You know what I mean? In the context of normal human beings. You take him down, a one or two, hey, great, I'm a six or a seven. You know what I mean? I'll take it. Now, with Cumberbatch, one down is all the way down. There's just a slide. There's just a dipsy-doo, as our Australian friends would say. Sure. There's no in-between. There's no No. taint in the Cumberbatch. Exactly. So the Cumberbatch line, it defies numerology. Like, there's no... Got you. And okay. I think Cumberbatch is really special because like, like I said, I've met Dano, who's also a gorgeous alien, right? Mm-hmm. And Dano is really handsome, like immensely charismatic, but not famous for being handsome in the way that Cumberbatch is. And I, I maintain that line. Mm-hmm. But Cumberbatch to me, there are very few Cumberbatches in the world. There are very few people famous for being good looking where I would have any concern about being a a three out of 10 uh, less good looking version of them. Let's go around the horn. What's everybody's favorite funny word we've been saying a lot this episode? (laughs) Cumberbatch, quat, or titty caca? I'm going to go. I'm a quat man. Yeah, I'm all quat. That was easy. Drea? Yeah, I'm a a cumberbitch here. I can't can't step away from... From that, God. Uh, one time, one time I posted the interview I did with Benedict Cumberbatch on Tumblr. You guys remember Tumblr? Oh yeah, oh yes. And uh, I had never, I have never done anything more successful on any social media outlet ever than posting an audio interview <laughs> with Benedict Cumberbatch on Tumblr. The type of media that people most despise on all social media platforms, but you put Cumberbatch plus Tumblr into internet and it just comes back infinity. White hot. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think the, the number you're missing from that equation is uh, 2011. Oh yeah. I was going to suggest 69. (laughs) Yeah. too. You guys want to uh, do a little Cumberbatch 69 and then come back for some more. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. Every episode of Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the members of Maximum Fun, who, by the way, are probably. Not even listening to this right now because they're too busy listening to Stash Rules Everything Around Me, our members-only podcast about Burt Reynolds movies. Yeah, more eps coming to your bonus feed very soon. So, uh, you know, if you're already a member, keep that membership a-going. And if you want to get a membership to hear these exclusive bonus episodes and many, many more, uh, MaximumFun.org slash join. Now, Jordan, I think it has all led to this. 15 or whatever it is, years of Jordan, Jesse, go, the 
20 plus years that you and I have been working together. This is our Avengers Endgame. Literally all of this started, not because we wanted to be podcasters or even radio hosts. It was just, we sat together in a dorm room. We had a giant whiteboard and a dry erase marker. And in the center, we wrote nuts.com. <laughs> and then... We wrote an arrow pointing towards it and then a question mark. What do we do, what do, we do to get to the point where we're sponsored by Nuts.com? We have slewn Thanos and retrieved the Infinity Stones. For we today are sponsored by Nuts.com. Whether you're someone on the go who needs a quick snack to grab on the way out or someone who spends time at home and needs a stocked snack drawer, Nuts.com has you covered. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweet pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. Jordan, as you know, I'm a, I suffer from migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. One of my biggest triggers is missing a meal. So even if I'm going to be late, even if I'm going to eat lunch at 1.30, I have to have a plan to have food with me just in case. Nothing better for that. Than a nut stash. I got nuts stashed all over everywhere thanks to nuts.com. I got nuts in my center console. Yes. I got nuts in my uh, special drawer in my kitchen. Throw some nuts in the gym bag. Got some nuts in the gym bag. I got nuts in my desk drawer, both here and at the office. And of course, I got nuts in my trousers at all times. <laughs> so, all thanks to nuts.com. So, so the snacks from nuts.com really are awesome. They sent over some stuff. I I I I couldn't have gobbled this stuff up faster. You got trail mix, you got salted nuts, uh, you got some treats like chocolate covered gummy bears. So so good. Dried mm. mango. Uh Jesse, did you try the bourbon pecans? I've been eating the dried mango. My wife has been eating the chocolate covered gummy bears. Tell me about these pecans. Jesse this is this rocketed to the top of my greatest snacks of all time list. These Holy bourbon cow. pecans. I'm you know, I like a pecan. I'm not crazy about pecans. These bourbon pecans are so good. It, they're so tasty. What an awesome snack. I I could not have emptied that bag quicker. Uh, they are particularly great, but everything I got from nuts.com was really, really good. Super fun, lots of gluten-free options, organic choices, and other diet-friendly products. Go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com slash JJGo. New customers will get a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash JJGo. Love that URL. That, that really rolls off the tongue, don't it? Go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com slash JJGo. New customers will get a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more. That is nuts.com slash JJGo. History's greatest URL. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Drea Clark, your best friend's sister. <laughs> you guys know I went to uh, Mexico City with my mom the other day. Oh, my good friend Judy? 
Yeah, your good friend Judy. She and I had a tremendous time in Mexico City. Just owns like it's just a awesome place to visit. And we went to a baseball game. We went to a the Giants were the San Francisco Giants were playing a game in Mexico City. That's sort of how we landed on the time that we were going. And uh, got some tickets to the game. Went to the game. I realized that like as long as I have been a huge baseball fan, which is, you know, since I was seven or something like that, maybe I have been to very few baseball games with my mom who is not unsupportive, but let's just say sort of vibrates along her own frequency. Uh, So there was a lot of like her encouraging me and my friend Adam Katz to take the 15 Third Street bus 90 minutes to get to Candlestick Park and then buy $1.75 youth tickets to get into the bleachers. So now it occurs to me, yes, granted, other people's parents took them to baseball games. Uh, Mine just encouraged me to take the city bus there by myself. Um, But my mom did come with me to this game and... I mean, you've met my mom, Jordan. She's has her own unique way of investigating and relating to the world. Right? That's a fair way to describe my mom, right? I, I would call her a hoot. She is. <laughs> you genuinely fact, never know what she's gonna be what she's going to say. And nope. it's and in my experience, always awesome. Yeah. No, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean I could come up with a few sure, examples. I'm sure if you lived, you know, if you yeah. grew up with, as, you yes. know, someone but who as sees a general Judy rule, two or three times a, a year, yes. If, you, if, you're, if you're the kind of person who can tolerate her f- particular form of eccentricity, then there's a, it's a bottomless well of delights. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are just upset because they're like, how come I have no fucking clue what's going on right now? But anyone who's not like that is going to have a great time. This was my mom's review when I was on the, there was like a, the stadium in Mexico City is in this park and it's sort of like a little ways from the road. So we took like a little golf cart ride back to get back to the road. Um, And my mom was telling me about her experience of the baseball game. This, and I like sad to I was sitting with her on a golf cart. Like we were sharing a little bench seat on a golf cart and my mom's like almost as big as I am. Uh, so we're, I had to like sneak my phone out to write this down verbatim because I didn't want to, this is my mom's capsule review of the baseball game. That was an amazing game. It was slow. It was really fast. There were a number of high fouls. I actually liked it a lot. <laughs> that's classic classic that's one for the the book of judy's bathroom wisdom there were a number of high fouls a number of high fouls that's how Wait. you know a good game yeah, yeah. that's why we that's why we come yeah we come for the high fouls you get home somebody says well how many how many <laughs> high foul what do you Quite think a what, number. Do you, what do you think she was thinking of can you do you have any idea i of think like, she must mean like because one of the things is in this game there were a, a bananas there was a bananas amount of scoring and home runs who like completely they, off the charts who did they play against 
They played the San Diego Padres. Okay, it was just in Mexico City. Yeah, in Mexico City, but real games. And, you know, Mexico City is like 50% higher than Denver. Like Mexico City is like 7,500 feet or something like that. So the ball goes completely bonkers there. And there were, I think it was, it tied an all-time record for most different guys hitting home runs. 11 different guys in the game hit a home run. And I think what my mom was talking about was things that seemed like they could be a home run but weren't. Oh, okay. Right. Oh. Sure, sure, sure. It, it I go, think, it, you, you, you think it's going to be a home run and it goes foul. I think that it meant, yeah, like something ex, something exciting happened that turned out not to actually be. Mm. You know what it probably oh, took her back to is all of the the low quat bat, batting in your backyard. <laughs> right, right. It was the, probably the, the a glory low days. Quat. You know. Yeah, that seems that's, right. That had that had to feel really good. Just so nice. nice. You know, it's just nice to connect to your mom, and yeah. you want to be able to have a chance to talk to her. You know. Yeah. But you don't want it to be boring. So what you're hoping for is that the game will be slow and very fast. And very fast, yeah. Not mm-hmm. one, but both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My family are huge baseball fans. And so many of our family road trips when I was young was us driving across the country to different baseball parks. Um, and my mother knew or still does like knows how to do the like scoring thing. That's like you do the whole. I don't even know. It's like this piece sure. of paper thing, whatever. It's called scoring. Yeah. yeah scoring. Yeah. Are you familiar with the concept of scoring? <laughs> yeah. Linda Clark's Your all mom. over it. Yeah. Your mom really knew how to score the ball. <laughs> My mom can score. I'll tell sure. you what. But there's photos of me at Oh, mom's itchy again. Parks. We got to yeah. get to a ballpark. <laughs> She's feeling the twitch. There's photos of me at ballparks across this fine country bored off my tits and reading like <laughs> Judy Bloom yeah. after right. sure. uh like I think Narnia, I brought a, like, I think I brought a couple of Narnias to baseball games oh, in yeah. my day oh yeah <laughs> I was deep in that wardrobe when we were at like right. Fenway or whatever mm-hmm. yeah but that's a fun that's a fun trip you just got to take yeah it was a I great like- time it was a it was a real Jordan if hmm. you'll forgive me momentous occasion what <laughs> How'd you get there? How did you get there, you sneaky fucker? When something momentous happens to you, 206-984-4FUN, or just send a voice memo to jjgo at maximumfun.org. Let's hear one. Hello, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Gabriel calling from Toronto, Ontario, uh, with a momentous occasion. I just wrapped up my 30-minute commute walk to work this morning, dressed business casual like half the people out there on the street. And after walking the first block, a gentleman rounds the corner, walking towards me, dressed just like me, but just absolutely wailing on a flute without a care in the world. That's it. It's hard not to start the rest of my day not feeling like it's going to be absolutely magical. I had to share that with someone. And of course, it had to be you too. Take care. Love you, boys. Have a good one. Love you, boy. I thought he was going to say turn the corner and it was Benedict Cumberbatch in 1800s London. <laughs> right. He had been listening to this episode the whole time. He knew. I, is uh, this proof that the multiverse is real? Out there, do we all yes. just have a flute a flute version of ourselves? 
There's the, the Jethro Tull in all of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. That I'm glad he shared that. I'm glad I got to hear that and everyone else did because that would absolutely be the kind of thing that I'm like, I don't know There's what the word is for the emotion that that just inspired in me. I'm sure there's a good term right. for it in German. The Germans, but, yeah. You know yeah. the Germans have a word for running into oh, someone I'm schlaffenfugled all day after that, right? <laughs> what would you say is the lowest level of formal garb that's appropriate for playing flute <laughs> right okay like the least? i think maybe we can all agree can't play flute in shorts yeah it doesn't seem all... like you could play fl- well what if it was like those kind of tom brown short suit Ooh, like yeah. pharrell wore to the grammys one time hmm he doesn't still doesn't no. seem right to me no, still it doesn't, doesn't seem, seem right. right seems unnatural yeah. I'll say, too, I, I'm not exactly privy, of course, as none of us are, to the full details of the business casual he was sporting. I don't see a polo shirt. I don't see a polo shirt near a flute now, in any kind of respectable way. wrong for a yeah, flute. You're right. Yeah. I could see fluting in a khaki trouser. Yeah. Maybe you, got a, maybe you got a dress shirt. You roll up the sleeves if you really want to wail on that little flutey. I can imagine also like an Oxford shirt, like a button-down collar shirt. Yeah, sure. Which is relatively casual for a long-sleeve button-up shirt, but I don't think that's wildly inappropriate. Even if, as Jordan, as you suggested, the sleeves are rolled up, I just I don't want to see sneakers. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to see a hard-soled shoe. You also don't <laughs> want to see toes. There's no, no bared... Feet sandal situation. I don't care how expensive or nice the leather. I didn't say that, Drea. Okay. I'm just, I I didn't say that. It felt a lot to me. I I really wanted to jump in there with it. If you have, if you have on a nice, if you've got a wingtip, you've got a spectator, you've got a Darby, you've got a, if you've got a nice pair of hard sole shoes, yeah, cut out the toe. Let me see a little get of, out. Your, of your tiddly winks. <laughs> if you're if you're rocking a flute, yeah. then I might as well get some toe cleavage out of it. Hang the pinky out. Yeah, hang pinky. Hang pinky. <laughs> Sorry, this this whole conversation's really 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 icking me out, guys. I have to say something. This okay. this just seems so elitist. It seems so okay. ivory tower. I mean, do we need the flutes are for the people? Okay. Drea mentioned Jethro Tull. Is there a more populist act in all of music? I, I don't know about act, a more populist act that obviously everyone worldwide loves and is yeah. familiar with Jethro oh, Tull. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I will oh, say yeah. the instrument of the people is the recorder. I, I don't. <laughs> right. I don't know what the you're people doing. love. Hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> the only song that's ever been played on a recorder. <laughs> I, I don't know. You might get a little. Uh, man, Jordan Mary had a little lamb. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jordan, you joke, but have you ever been at a wedding where the DJ drops hot cross buns and oh, seen yeah. that fucking floor light up? Oh yeah, intergenerational madness. Everybody gets out there. <gasps> Grandma and grandpa are cutting a rug. All the little kids are hitting the floor. Every aunt is doing the Chuck Berry sort of hop <laughs> across the the floor. Yeah, I All let's. The, Let's, Gen Zers are making TikToks. Sure. They love it. They can't get enough. <laughs> let's make the flautists. Let's give the flautists permission. Mm-hmm. When you're out there ripping on that flute, 
wear what makes you comfortable. Wear what makes you feel good. If you want to flute in jean shorts and a half shirt that says dump them out, <laughs> that is wonderful. That is beautiful. And as long as you feel sexy, that's what you should wear. That's my that's, position. That's, that's my position. Live, live your best fluting life. Thank you. Yes, exactly. No, I yeah. disagree completely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I yeah. do like the it's idea of apart. any kind of formal wear uh, is just given automatic. The, the Looking at the flute as an accessory, the quickest inroad to whimsy you're ever going to find. Like, what's another accessory that could do I that mean, heavy lifting? No, no, no. Talk about me shaving off my beard or growing a mustache or whatever, leading everyone to send me a note that I look like a molester. Mm -hmm. The quickest path to looking like a molester is adding a flute to almost any outfit. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what you look like. Right, it doesn't right. matter your gender it's, expression. It's it doesn't the pi matter. Piper. It's right there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literal, as soon as you add that flute. Literally does nothing but attract children and rats. Yeah, I get it. Well, you guys want to uh, attract some rats and then come back and finish this off? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Diablo 4 Final Fantasy 16 Street Fighter 6 Baldur's Gate 3 Starfield Spider-Man 2 Master Detective Archives Raincoat for Nintendo Switch? No, is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge time for video games. You need somebody to tell you what's good, what's not so good, and what's amazing. I'm Jason Schreier. I'm Maddie Myers. And I'm Kirk Hamilton. We're the hosts of Triple Click, a video game podcast for anyone who likes games. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Trans representation in media is at an all-time high with trans entertainers gracing the screens large and small. But trans voices, especially black trans voices, are rarely centered in our own stories. That's why we bring you a new limited series called We See Each Other, the podcast, co-hosted by me, journalist, and better half of the Max Fun Podcast, Fanta, Travel Anderson, and me, award-winning journalist and media personality, Shar Jassel. All of it is based on my book, We See Each Other, A Black Trans Journey Through TV and Film. Now listen, folks, we're having a very different kind of conversation. It's giving kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. We get into the Discord honey tune into we see each other the podcast at maximumfun.org or wherever you get slayworthy audio it's jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective drea clark number one fan now drea we mentioned at the beginning of the show that you are a film podcaster obviously with this smash it podcast maximum film Indeed. And of course, anybody who's interested in keeping up with the world of film and getting in-depth knowledge should tap in to the Maximum Film pipeline. You ended up on Maximum Film because of your work as a film festival programmer. And you currently have a film festival that you have programmed. I mean, it's all right there. It's all right in my title. I sure did. Yes, Maximum Film is me and my buddies, Ify Wadiwe, who is a writer and comedian. And then film critic Alonzo Duralde. And so it's our sort of disparate 
perspectives and viewpoints into film. I am people a film... would let me sorry to interrupt. Oh yes, people would jump pro- in. People would know Iffy from his appearances on this program, Alonso. Yes. They would probably know from the smash hit IFC television show The Grid, <laughs> um, starring Jesse Thorne and Jordan Morris. <laughs> yeah, they would know them from the most top of pop culture references, which are of course the two things you just right. referenced. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yes, delightful talk with them about film every single week. And as mentioned, yeah, so I I program I've been programming for like 20 years. I ran slam dance programming for a long time. I've been at Sundance the last seven years. And currently I'm the film curator for Gina Davis's Bentonville Film Festival, which is taking place next month in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I am, in addition to being really proud of the films that we're showing this year, and we focus entirely on films by underrepresented artists and uh, underrepresented voices in front of camera as well. So a good range of things. And one of those films is a film I produced uh, will be world premiering. And I'm super excited and very proud of it. It's called A View of the World from New York. We'll be starting our festival run in June and hopefully coming out in the next year. So keep an eye out. It's inspired in some part by Metropolitan. And Whit Stillman is in our movie and has been a delightful support. I sure uh, did. D- were, okay, so one t- Jordan, you're familiar with Whit Stillman, the director of Metropolitan and Barcelona and all these different... Uh, Last Days of Disco. Sure, yeah, Impossibly yeah. mannered comedies. <laughs> right. Um, uh, when Whit Stillman came on, Whit Stillman made that Amazon movie at the Women's College. What was that movie called? Oh, the... with. With Greta Gerwig. Damsels in Distress. Damsels in Distress, yep. Which I thought was a hoot and a half. I really enjoyed it. That's 50% more hoot than my mom, Jordan. A hoot and a half. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) A bigger hoot than Judy? Yeah. Impossible. He he came in and was on Bullseye, and I I just couldn't help but treasure. He was speaking of Oxford cloth button down shirts. He had one with just a deeply frayed collar, which is like the classic. It was like the amount of classic Whit Stillman that he was giving me yeah. upon appearing in, in that just tiny recording studio. Yeah. Just 12 out of 10 Stillman. Just full Stillman <laughs> at all times, a fire hose. They're like, oh, these movies are like that because they're just w- all him and no other authorial voices yeah. at all. No, he's fantastic, a dapper man, a very generous artist, but also I'll say out of the many filmmakers that I admired growing up and learning film, one of the few men of that age who also predominantly worked with women who does not have red flags around him now and still has actresses singing his (laughs) praises and working with him for decades and decades. So, yes, very excited. He's imprinted much on the film. Yeah, Drea, I just saw... Today, in fact, this morning, in fact, my friend Jeff Yang uh, wrote He's, a film that is called A Great Divide. I found that film. I invited them to submit. They are opening and it's a world premiere. Uh, Ken Jeong is in it. Uh, Margaret Cho and then uh, an amazing array of actors that might be discoveries for you, which is part of our film. Yeah. And it's also it's beautiful. It's this Asian American family that has moved to Wyoming and is dealing with uh, the pandemic and cultural differences and being ostracized, but oh, it's so it looks beautiful, wonderful performances, and yeah, it's Jeff Yang's first screenplay endeavor, I think. 
Yeah. Really psyched I, about that one. I'm pretty pumped about it. Did you get to hang out with Gina Davis at all? I have hung out with Gina Davis. We're oh. sadly not best friends. It's like she has a whole other life without me somehow. But <laughs> Gina Davis has there. like Gina Davis has like nine deals. I imagine yeah, it's like yeah. it probably you know tough to tough to squeeze in as a new friend when they're also yeah. juggling archery and being in Mensa. Yeah, I'm right. Right, I'm like, okay. Well, I'm never gonna keep up. I'm just gonna be here, and I'll be the I'll be the um, flute to whatever she's doing at any given moment. There you go. Yeah, I feel like I couldn't even squeeze in. Like, leave aside being in Mensa. Leave aside archery. Leave aside advocacy for women in entertainment, especially film and television. Uh, leave all those things aside. I don't feel like I could find room to squeeze in between gazing sternly and lighting the world with her smile. Mm. Yeah, just those are enough. A lot of things. deals. Just a lot those? of deals. And then you'll still take an offshoot onto like the long kiss goodnight, and you're like, oh, she'll also destroy everyone here with quickly moving knives. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. what can't yeah. she do? Yeah, she was she Madam President, you know. The only thing she can't do is not at all. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Perfectly said. Thank you. That's a, it made sense and it was a good thing to say. Absolutely. Wouldn't change a bit. <laughs> you know what, Jordan? Hmm. A lot of people, I get a lot of feedback about Jordan, Jesse go our yeah. show. And usually the feedback that I get, I'll say, well, what did you, they'll say, Oh, I listened to your show for the first time. I'll say, well, what mm-hmm. did you think about it? And they'll say, um, well, it made a lot of sense and was a good thing to say. Sure. Everything <laughs> everything said was a good thing to say. Yeah. It was Jordan all. Jesse it's, Go. It's good that you said those things and all mm-hmm. those things were coherent and meaningful. <laughs> so <a> fun. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> now Jordan's sinking into the shrubs. Yes. He's disappearing into Flanders. Not the bushes. cornfield. Oh my God. I still can't believe Jessica. Oh my God. Oh. Jordan, I gave up my dream of returning to the major leagues to take care of that little boy. No, you're right. And now you're <laughs> insulting my Simpsons knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. You've led a hard life. Jordan, Jesse, go. Mm-hmm. Is uh, produced by Matt Lieb, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez overseeing our recording yeah. on this occasion. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate it. Matt had to take care of some fucking baby. I don't wee, even know. Wee, wee. Oh, I need my binky, Uncle Matt. Jordan, oh, I love you that even though you're my dad. <laughs> Stop doing that impression of me. <laughs> Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design, and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us all over social media on Reddit. You can chat about the show, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. We're on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at Put.This.On. And you can find Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go and on Twitter at Jordan Jesse Go. I think that's enough shit, right? Yeah. Did I leave out any mini, any major categories? No. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.